there. <laughs> Welcome. Greetings. To the Braid Candy Podcast, episode 580. I'm Susan. Ooh. I'm Sarah. There is no long way to say that. There's no so short way either. Sarah. It drives me crazy. Sarah Bear, Sarah. No, don't oh. ever call me Sarah Bear. Don't. Please. There really isn't a good nickname or a formal name for your name. Formal not. It's it's the maybe we could pretend mullet like of names. It, it can be both party yeah, and formal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. It's one size yeah, fits versatile. all. Versatile. Versatile. Yeah. It's like a... a, a, a uh, I'm trying to think of a shoe that's versatile, like a sporty, or like a like a, a like a, a oh, perfect exact. Sporty. Dress them up, dress them down. Like sporty, <laughs> but also. Okay. How are you doing? I have been me. I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay, oh. right? Everyone's just okay. <laughs> We're all okay. You know what that's I say it. to clients though. Sometimes when we, it's good to say, I guess we're okay. But when we say, I just want to be okay, our brain, that's very ambiguous for our brain. And mm. then if we have to ask ourselves, what does, how will I know when I'm okay? Or what will okay look like? Because you know how we always do that thing as humans where it's like, oh, if I just make it through this time, then I'll be okay. I have yet to experience that. <laughs> I've yet to come the other through side. that tunnel. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like. Are we just tricking ourselves? Should we be more honest with ourselves? I wonder if we, how much more satisfied we would feel in life if we just kind of said, Adam's going to hate that. I just moved the mic away from me and towards me. Uh I was getting real philosophical. And then when we're on, (laughs) when we do these Zoom sessions that you could watch on Patreon, I I tend to lean back in my chair when I make big statements. I don't do that when there's no video. So that says something, which is weird. Well, because it's like we're at a bar or something and we're just having a Oh, yeah. And I can see you and I'm more just Mm -hmm. performing for you, I guess. (laughs) Well, it works. I love it. So, yes. Um, I don't even know what the heck I was talking about. Probably nothing important. Just like what it means to be okay, yeah. and like yeah, what are we? Spo- <laughs> and what are we supposed to finish? Like, how do we answer that then? Right. So maybe gi- the I end? think giving very concrete uh, uh, instructions, like a definition, like define okay with mm. actual action. So a helpful trick is to say. If I were to wake up in the morning, like a miracle took place overnight, I wake up in the morning and I am okay. Everything is okay. <laughs> I'm, I know it. I just know by what I'm seeing, what would I see? What would I be doing? Who would I, who would I be with? How would I start my day? What would that day look like? Where am I? Those kind of things help you know that you're okay. So sometimes you can get some things kind of straight. Well, okay, I would be, sometimes we say like, I just want to be happy, but that's like a big, huge pill to swallow. Mm. Just happy all the time? Yeah. I, your brain's like, what? I can't do that. What about those times when we need to be sad? And so it goes into panic mode trying to like m- reach this expectation that we set for ourselves. So, you know, we can say I'm okay, but maybe know what that means. Yeah. I don't know. What well, the fuck do I know? <laughs> Am I even okay? Who knows? We are not okay. Collectively, no. And we that's are all, okay. We are all not okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Because things are still hilarious. And that's really all I ask. I life. love it. And then they, in, in a way, they get funnier. <laughs> I'll give you... This is a dandy. Okay. We were... It was a Saturday morning recently of the holiday period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were having a lie-in. As, oh, as I love Adam it. Turn down say. day. 
Turn Down Day. We were watching British Bake Off holiday series, you know? Right? Uh, yes. What more could you want from nothing. like a lazy Ever, day? Nothing in the whole world. That's it. And I had just posted that picture on Instagram where and I was making a joke about how nobody calls each other, right? And, uh-huh. like, we don't answer phone calls and, like, why are you calling me? All that thing. Yeah. And so I had just posted that the night before. And so my phone rang, and I thought it would be funny to then answer it, even though I didn't recognize the number. And also, I answered it on speakerphone, which not only do I never do, but I hate when people do that. Like, when Adam does that, which is always, I hate it. Why are you on speaker? Okay, so I answered it on speaker, and the person said, Susie, like a knowing Susie. And I was Uh like, yeah? And he goes, it's And I don't know a lot. And so my brain is doing that thing where you, like, scan your memories. Like, who the fuck is this? And why is he acting like I should know who he is? And then I thought, well, there's only one that I even have heard of, which is the guy from Real World name. Okay. Okay. And so I thought... Would make sense if it's going to be a... I mean... Might be there. It could be. Yes. Maybe that's him. And then he goes, we're not allowed to have phones in here, so don't say anything. So (gasps) then I thought, oh, he's on the real world. Right? Like they're uh-huh. not allowed to have phones. Uh huh. But Uh-oh. then I. But then Adam made this motion to me. <laughs> she is making a serial killer knife move that you are all familiar with. If you are wondering. Oh and my I, god! It turns out I do know a. It's just that he's a murderer, and <laughs> in oh prison. My. Without a phone, to my knowledge, <laughs> and he not had, anymore. Borrowed oh, oh my god, are you sure you should say this on the air? Well, he would oh, probably not like that, but ah! but <laughs> but like, what are, bleep his name. I'm so okay, nervous. okay, okay. That's a good idea. Bleep his name. Oh, <laughs> believe all of this in. Oh, god. Okay, so this this murderer calls me from prison from a phone he's not allowed to have. Please don't and, die, right. And why I, oh, did I answer? See, selfishly. I'm like, I cannot. I'm doing exactly what you did to me last episode. I cannot handle you dying right now. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need right now. Okay. So then, luckily, Adam was there, so he filmed me on the phone with... Oh, fuck. I shouldn't say his name. Damn it. I'm going to have to keep bleeping that. Okay. But anyway, so he just... So then Adam makes that thing, and I know now who it is, and I'm like... How are you? What are you doing? And he was like, oh, I borrowed my friend's phone. They sneak it in here. And I just, you were the first person I know person the I mode called. you go into when you get uncomfortable and you're trying to make the, uh, I know this. You're, hey, what are you doing? You get extra self-deprecating then. I know this. Oh, gosh. It's terrible. It, oh, Susie. Right. Tell me, tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm like, this might be one of my favorite stories. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like there in the bed with you. Okay, well, so I was really caught off guard, so I wasn't really good at making conversation because what do you ask someone you've never spoken to in real life ever? Also a serial killer. Who is also a murderer <laughs> and is on, well, he, he's a, a life sentence. And he had just gotten moved from the maximum security down to, like, general population normal. And, and you I'm were like, on his fucking speed dial. Right, and I said, why aren't you worried that you're going to be sent back to if you get caught? 
And he was like, oh, no, it's fine. They won't catch me. And I'm like, where are you charging this? Like, I'm just wanting to know the like, logistics. Because he wants to know logistics. <laughs> because where do they charge it? Even when we were on the challenge house, like, there was nowhere to charge anything you snuck in. Oh, that's, wait a sec. That's a really good point. You know, like, um, how Evan had a- that camera. Right. And he would have right. to, like, charge it. And, Secret. yeah, I always wondered how that worked. So I oh just, I just need to know like the the logistics of this whole thing. I I mean, how how do you feel after that? Well, he goes and don't mention it in the letters, like because they read them and then I'll get in trouble. So I can't okay, mention it. Okay, don't then. mention it in the letters. So I just mention but, it know, on the air. Feel free. <laughs> I don't want him to get in trouble or anything. But like then everyone's like, well, why did you have your phone number? But we at the time, like a year or two ago, we were working on a. a, a a pitch, a pilot thing. And I was supposed to be going on and doing these video calls and stuff with these guys. And so they have my number, these people, some Susie. of them, Susie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. What do you be think of this? Out there. <laughs> right. But then you think, I mean, well, maybe it's good to have these guys in my corner. Wait, uh, yeah, that can't but be right. Like, they, sh- I don't know. <laughs> they shift corners. I think pretty. Or like, like, like if you're not with them, you're against them. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I know. Because there's this one. Let me show you. Hold on. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. This one guy writes me. Let me see if I can. You know, find sometimes it when I'm on first dates, I tell people, "Hey, my friend Susie. One time, her tweet went viral, <laughs> yeah. and she was had it read on a late night show." Other times, I say, "Hey, you know she's pen pals with some serial killers." Let me show. Let me show you this one. If you're on Patreon, you can watch it. See this. Read it. What does it say? Susie, please don't. Please forget don't forget me. me. Underlined, highlighted. And Merry then what's Christmas, this one? Happy New Year, Susie. It's chilly here. Are you upset with me? <gasps> I hope not. I got the Moderna booster. Only. <laughs> This is on the outside of the envelope, guys. I haven't even, even opened the. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't open that? I well, mean, there's do so you need many it to right be screened now. for. Oh, oh my god! But if I have to do it like on a certain day. Like I. If open you're wondering them. who who still sends mail or gets mail, Susie and serial killers. <laughs> but like that, he always says that. Are you mad at me? I hope you because because I take more than two minutes to write back. Basically, okay. I wonder that that they're which, needy. Yeah. Yeah, make yeah. sure you tell him that you are not never mad at him. <laughs> right, and I'm not. And I said that to him. Side. I will never be mad at you. There's right. there's no reason for me to be mad at you. Good, good. That's very good. But good. stop asking me or I'm going to be mad at you. <laughs> Basically. Um, keep asking me. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to need a lot of therapy, which is lucky because we know good therapists. Thanks to we the... Do. Good people at BetterHelp. It's a wonderful service that can help you get true good counseling and, and help if you your think mental I don't health. need therapy. Mm, everybody does. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. Shit's crazy right now. But yes, you can get video, phone, or live chat sessions with your therapist. So you're in the comfort of your own home or office or whatever, but you can still see them if you want. Um, and it's so much more affordable than some of the in-person options, which can be intimidating to people as well. Um, and we just love people focusing on their mental health. 
basically. Just do something for yourself. Um, they have a deal for you guys. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Brain Candy listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Brain Candy. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Brain Candy. It's a good tool for your noggin. Yes. Um, good therapist. Chat. The phone call didn't last long. I also, he sent a picture of himself while he was on the phone. And what? So I'll show you that separately. Oh, my it was wow. really freaky. Would you, Susie? What do you think of it? Do you think that that is he shouldn't have like it was inappropriate for him to do that, or do you just I feel think like that's creepy? That he there's a couple things. A he <laughs> either perceives that there's a potential for a relationship, or you're in a relationship, some kind of relationship. You mean a friendship? Mm, oh, I maybe. mean he said hi to my husband. Okay, so friendship. Um, and, or like, I don't know. I just, he, he, yeah, it's some kind of friendship. I mean, think about how weird it is to be in jail and the way you're treated. So I can understand like not always following like social norms. Well, in a way it's kind of like when... uh, client falls in love with a therapist i feel like he has feelings for you because you see him in a way other people don't oh yeah i bet that is a real job hazard for you people for you people (laughs) you're like mine are murderers yeah (laughs) no but like do do you think do you know of any therapists that have fallen in love with their patients clients whatever not that i know of not that they've no i bet there are some I'm sh- it's I'm sure cuz like what if George Clooney was your client? Well. I'm but then saying. when I feel like sometimes when you it change the nature of a relationship is different when it feels more almost maternal if anything. Like yeah, I, never, I can see even that. Even if they were really attractive because it feels like I care for them, they don't care for me. It's a one-way relationship. Even though it's not really. And I, I don't care for them. There's not... I mean, I do, but, like, <laughs> not in that way. Like, it's not... I care for them, but not am the primary caregiver for them, you know. <laughs> Obviously. It's weird. See? Fucking A. That's why they have those pamphlets that say... Uh, uh, what do they have in the therapist's office? Uh, Therapy never means sex or something like that. No. <laughs> yeah, this is like a whole thing. We have to. Add, I'd say a a, go, a significant portion Crimey. of the questions in our law and ethics exam have to do with uh, dual relationships and knowing where the boundaries are with that. Because <laughs> anything can get perceived. Sex. That, yeah, anything can get perceived as it's a very delicate place. People are when you. You know, so it's, just, it's, it's, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. You guys are good. Hang on a sec. What'd you do here? <laughs> anyway, it was a shortish, short, like five minutes. It wasn't long. Um, but even within that short period, I was sort of like, what am I even supposed to ask him? Yeah, like, how are you celebrating that. the holidays? I, I pretty much know the answer to everything. Hey, not a lot of small talk. Right. And he wasn't asking anything, but. How's the weather know, out there in there? I mean. <sighs> Do you think that, like, there's a part of people that tend to be in jail who they are more likely to need, like, the adrenaline thing? Because that's probably how they oh, got there for sure. in a lot of cases. Oh, yeah. So maybe yeah. that gives them 
because oh. it's like a, a taboo phone, you know, a yeah. contraband. Absolutely. So of they just get like, like a rush. doing, yeah. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, at any rate. It would depend. Uh, I would, I'd be curious as to the motives behind his uh, uh, crimes. Yeah, and I can't, oh, those ones. I thought you meant the phone call. Yeah. Um, because like maybe that yeah. if it if it seemed like that that from kind what of, I understand they were crimes of passion. Okay. So maybe yeah, gets, it's there, like when the more I say it, the more fucked up it all. Right, I'm like, like oh, crimes of passion with somebody he maybe perceived he was in a relationship with, but maybe then wasn't. Uh, things are going great. Uh, can I get a wellness check on Susie? Wellness check. All I'm right, sure well, still alive. That's that. Okay, that's what's wow, new good with story. me. Story. That Thank is a you. doozy. You you doozy. Okay. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have, or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, did we talk about um, Susie's documentary roundup? Did we talk about (laughs) the Woodstock 99 documentary yet? No, but a bunch of people said that it was good by a bunch. I mean, like four, two. And then I thought it was yeah, the only person. <laughs> then uh, I thought it was an older one. Is it old or new? It's new. Okay, tell me. Yeah. I have not seen this one. This was on HBO. It's that same music box series with the Kenny G oh, one. Yeah. Right. Um, but this one's about Woodstock ninety nine and Everyone had told me it was good and that I should watch it. I think some Brainiacs did. And so I finally did. And it was so disturbing to me. I ended up having nightmares afterwards, like when I went to bed that night. Yeah. Pen pals with serial killers, no nightmares. (laughs) Watches an HBO documentary about a music festival, can't sleep for days. (laughs) So true. Okay, here's why, though. Like, in a. I love it. Here's why. Number one. The you know just the footage of seeing all that many people in a crowd really affected <gasps> me because of COVID. You know it just right. felt disturbing to see. And remember how they were like swimming in feces. I mean it oh. wasn't. It was <clears throat> disgusting. Like all the um, porta potties were. Oh they, my! God. You know it was truly. I mean I draw the line at the mud alone. 
Yeah. The mud alone, I would have been like, yeah, I'm out. Right. And it isn't even Everybody's just mud. Everybody's asking for Do you remember, though, the news afterwards, how they were lighting everything on fire, all of that stuff at the end? This was no. on MTV. Like, MTV had to how, evacuate. What year did this happen? 99. Oh, what's a duh, Sarah? Yeah. How old? 86. So, so like, I was 13. Yeah, this is kind of like a distant... I think maybe I was a little bit too young yeah. to really know what was going on and even ha- like watch MTV. Okay, well... And I had no older siblings, so... They... The, it was a three- or four-day festival, and I <sighs> thought the documentary really did a good job of showing how it built... The, the shit storm yes. grew over those days. Literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively and how it was scorching hot, you know, and there's all these people and there's not enough water and there's not enough facilities and there's not enough bathrooms. And then when you couple that with the lineup, Limp Biscuit, um, I think Metallica, mm-hmm. like a ragey bands. Yeah. Or like heavy metal rather than, yeah. you know, peace, love, dope. Was this one dope. the Beastie Boys were, in, were a part of? And then they came back and said, we have regrets about Maybe. that. Maybe. Because if they were there, they would have regretted it. Because oh, it was just a nightmare. And then, by the way, as an aside, the lead singer of Offspring, do you remember that band? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's blonde, and he was, like, this yeah. cute little punk boy. Pretty fly for a yeah. white guy. Well, he grew up, and first of all, he looks a lot different. He's heavier and just, he's a man. And um, he has a PhD in, like, freaking neurobiochemistry, like, something crazy. Hell yeah! I love that. He, like, that. quit the music business and then became oh, a scholar. Yes. Super I like nerdy. That. I love it. Anyway, yeah, we he love was in that. It. But, like, Limp Bizkit was, like... W- Getting the crowd all worked yeah. up. DMX was there. DMX was okay. another person who was like yeah. stoking right. the fire. And then all the women there were like a lot of them weren't weren't wearing tops. You know, it was that sort of vibe. Yeah. yeah. And then of well, course we're they were getting free love with like oh, with God. white male rage. Yes. And so they were getting groped and um, you know scary stuff, rapes and yeah. things like that. And yeah. I just, it, to see how humans can devolve and have that group think syndrome and like the chaos that can come in a group like that is scary. Like the mob mentality. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. And yeah. then when people on, st- I feel like it happens at concerts because they're people, it feels like they're getting the thumbs up to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the same weird way. I mean, in a way, like the attack on the Capitol was given yeah. like a thumbs yeah. up. To I mean, that's mm-hmm. why they call it mob mentality. I mean, it's a real oh psychological phenomenon that can happen. Yeah, yeah. When the people that you are following, your leaders, sort of say, "Yeah, you, this is what you should be doing," and that's how it was at Woodstock '99, and they were getting just amped up, and then the heat and everything coalesced. And then they started saying the fired heat. everything. And yeah. it's one thing. Oh, it is a perfect storm. Shit it storm. was horrible. Right. Yeah. Man. It was yeah. really disturbing to watch. I Well, I freaking bet. And it made Man, me think, I can't is... believe this stuff doesn't happen more often. And then I thought about Astro World and that nightmare. Right. Yep. And it how... I was like, well, it does. And what about Adam in the nightclub that he was in? Yeah. Your husband. Mm-hmm. 
That's yeah, the same. Yeah, my husband was in one of those clubs where the pyrotechnics oh, God, lit it on fire. And this was in Thailand where they don't have like the same sort of regulations and stuff. And it was like you hear about where he was getting, tr he was trying to be like an English gentleman. He was like, okay, everybody, let's do this orderly. And it, it was just chaos. And he had yeah. women even with their high heels, like walking across him on the floor, <laughs> like across his body. So then he's like, I guess it's every man for himself. So that's so, yeah, that kind of ad, that ad, I'm just reading that word. Um, that kind of, of like sentiment, like every man for himself, like, cause you're in panic mode. You're like, I might not make it out of here. And then you go into survival mode. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's Dude. he got out and then he had to go to the hospital because he had, like, his whole ear had been burnt. Oh. And it was terrible. But anyway, yeah, it's that feeling of, like, whenever oh when humans God. are orderly and following the rules and stuff, everything can be okay. But as soon as something goes wonky, humans go and it scares me. Oh my god! I'm wa I can't wait to watch that documentary, Suze. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I just I I just feel like it's really interesting to see yeah. how this happened. Yes. And like, you know, because uh, I really d I remember like the Beastie Boys making comments about and coming back and feeling like, oh, we, I we definitely and I we definitely had a part in that. Like he took, there's one of the guys I, I'm like, I, I don't want to, I, I think his name is ad rock. Cause mm -hmm. I just pulled up something mm -hmm. and it says beastie boys, ad rock rallies, uh, uh, artists in the wake of Woodstock sex crimes. And it was like, he, he had spoken out and said like, we had, we absolutely had something to do with this. And then they apologized for the song girls. Wow. That's and good. And that just stood out in my mind, and it made me feel like, thank goodness, yeah, he's recognizing they they are they did the right things, like really trying to, but like, holy fuck, I don't, I don't. Mm. Yeah, it was really disturbing, but I would recommend it, even though it gave me nightmares, because like Sarah, you said, it's so insightful, and it does give you a peek into like human psychology and what can happen when we lose focus. What do you think was the? Do you think? What was you think was a part of it that really gave you the nightmare? Was it the crowd aspect and how close it was to maybe COVID stuff? No, it was the violence. The t like <sighs> how you know, in even with a normal mosh pit, there's um etiquette, like for, for sure. You know, there and rules. serious etiquette. Yeah, rules. And they, if somebody falls down, rules. you pick them back up. Yeah, yeah. And it's those, like a thing. that did not happen. It was <sighs> anarchy, and. That really scares me because I guess I feel like that now, like the collectivism is not being exhibited yeah. during this yeah. pandemic. It's like yeah. individual. It's still every man for himself. You can see how the the individual actions that we're taking that line up with that kind of mob mentality. Totally. Action and see that, okay, that is actually terrifying. <laughs> I'll the tell you what's not terrifying are the stories that Dipsy tells me to help oh, me go to sleep you need that right with all the terrifying stuff you know relax a little Soothing. bit with some you know if you like a little danger let's have some safe danger right? <laughs> yes comforts of my own bedroom in my sexy headphones. stories so no matter what you're into what turns you on dipsy has the story for you take a little quiz and it'll suggest things that you would like maybe you just want a good bedtime story which i was reading in the new york times this is very 
popular now with adults. Bedtime stories used to be for kids, yes. and now they're for everybody. I don't understand why we would ever want to stop. I should have done Dipsy before I went to bed after that Woodstock documentary. Yeah, to really. like refocus. Get a, like a nice, like clean. Yeah, you need to like go to bed with happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Now they have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore, and sleep sessions to help you drift off. So it's not yes. just about you know, Horn Town. Sex. <laughs> Sex. Right. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash braincandy. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash braincandy. Dipsystories.com slash braincandy. Everybody could use a good story. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that was good. You should watch it. Um. There is a graph I wanted to show you. So it's a gra- it's like a chart. Okay. Where people um, rank their what gives their life meaning. Oh, I love this. And they did it around the world, and then compared like what gives life meaning. Oh, you know. I'm dying to know what people said. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna read it because I don't know where it is. Um, okay. The weird, okay. Most of them are pretty predictable, you know, like almost everybody's first choice around the world would be what? Love. Family. Family. Okay. But yes. Potato, potato. Basically. Yeah. Love. Relationships. Love. Yeah. Other family. People. Yeah. Um, then a lot of them are also the obvious things like, uh, friends or, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people picked occupation because a lot of people do yeah. Care yeah. a lot about their job. Yeah. Um, How about nature? Nope. No nature. What? Not at all. Wait. And hang on a sec. They I give swear. Wait. 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 Mm-hmm. Wait. Wait. What? Nobody says nature, trees, give no. life meaning? I mean, there might have been individual people that said that, but in terms of the ranking, like the, the top five choices were never nature. I mean, that says it occupies about four spots on mine. That's really a good point, and I never, I didn't think about that. Okay. I was more focused on the theory. things that, okay. A hypothesis. What? Maybe people who are lacking the ones that, if I don't have the ones that are the first five or ten or whatever, mm-hmm. then I have to substitute that with meaning from other things. So that's why nature is important to you, do you think? Yeah. Because like, you don't, I don't have, have like a big family or... Sibling. I don't have... A, I mean, they're important to me, of course. I don't know. Freaking A. Tell yeah, me I know what you mean. Well, what stuck we'll out to me, instead of me thinking, oh, why isn't nature on it, which I'm glad you said that, I was struck by the things that were like, huh, I can't believe that country said that. Okay, For example, tell, tell me. the United Kingdom was the only one or basically the only one that included hobbies oh, i was gonna say rest i was gonna <laughs> guess did that one say rest and you know why because tea time i feel like there's something about having a tea time that says you're allowed to take a break to do this well and they're also very the into gardening there yes. in England, which i think would be on the top Hobby. of their mind yeah and maybe they did say gardening and it fell into the category of hobbies yeah Okay. Heck, maybe nature would be included yeah. in there, like going for hikes and things like that. Because maybe they said nature and they were like, what do you mean? What action? 
Oh, this yeah. is fascinating. Yeah. And like same with like, oh, love. Well, what do you mean? What What do you love? Family, friends. Oh, Suze, super cool. Tell me what else. So the U.S. top five is family, friends, material well-being, occupation, and faith. Which that last material well-being. Yeah. Is that stuff? Yeah, like it's that you you know you can afford a nice life. Okay. Where do, oh. That's also present on Singapore's list and some other actually yeah, uh, several uh Australia, New Zealand, um Sweden. There's a lot of repetition, but that's why the hobbies stood out and then on um Taiwan freedom showed up. Free Oh wow. If you were under a dictatorship at one point. And South Korea included one that nobody else did, which was general positivity, like general positivity in their life. Like just having a good attitude brings meaning because I guess you have to, like if you are South Korea, you said? Yeah. Well, obviously North Korea. Mm -hmm. Probably not involved in this study. Yeah. So that's. That was interesting to me. And and was Taiwan ever under dictatorship? I don't know. I'm just guessing that, you know, probably, probably some horrible, you know, European country tried to do awful things. Classic. I also think it's interesting that um, Spain, South Korea, and Taiwan were the only ones that didn't put family first. Spain, South Korea, and Taiwan? Yeah. Interesting. They had health, material well-being, and society, respectively. Oh, society and respect. I feel like that because you don't want to shame your family. Maybe it has stuff to it's do with... It's a collectivism thing. Yeah, collective yeah. culture. You know what's oh, interesting? Wow. Italy had family in the first one, but it was tied with occupation, which surprised me because of all the countries that I would think like would put family first, it would be... <laughs> It would be the Italian one, like yeah. without, without occupation. Although Adam was like, but think about how they feel about their occupations. Like it's like. They are passionate of, about what very, they do. Yeah. I just yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't have thought and, that. And they are. And when mm-hmm. you're like, and they, any, the Italians that I know that actually that, like, who live in Italy and the, ta- the people I know who live in Italy are Almost caricatures of what their job is. Yeah. And not What's an like, example. It, um, my mom was friends with a guy named Massimo Riconda, who was a former Italian soccer player, who basically talked like a, a, a soccer announcer. In my mind, his everything was like big and he, like, who, however you picture a retired Italian soccer player. To be with that, like, kind of my, like, like, I don't, it's this, like, I don't know, is it bravado the right word or kind of like this, like, Mm. uh, this air of like. Swagger. Yes, like a swagger and you know that you could do cool things. Like he, like he would at Easter would just take the soccer ball and like show off to the kids and we'd be like, oh, it's so cool, you know, and Mm -hmm. it would just seem like a caricature of, of. And the police, I know somebody who was a policeman and they were like that. And I want to say somebody else who worked in fashion and she was like whatever you'd imagine, like a 
Italian like a fashionista. Yeah. Yes, te- yeah, with long blonde bleached hair, bright pink lipstick, the whole thing. But dressed <laughs> in all black all the time. What would your top five be? Oh, of things that give me meaning. Nature um, would be in your top, right? Yeah, it would. But I think first would be, I mean, probably fr- friendships first. Then family. But I would just call it love would give mm-hmm. would be that. And that would mm-hmm. be, but they'd maybe make me get more specific. And then, um, like... I don't know whether you'd call it adventure or discovery or exploration or something like that. So whether it's like learning new learning new things yeah. or going to new places or learning something I didn't know before. Like I really like that sense of wonder, like that awe, like oh, that awe thing, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then nature, like gardening and, and that kind of stuff. And um, that I think that almost will be tied with friends for first place would be my work as a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's not even the paycheck or that it's, or the job per se, but it's, it's what I do in my job. The, the being able to watch people grow. Oh my gosh. It is addicting. It is so fun to witness change happen because people don't notice themselves changing, but then you could see it. And it's so fun to point out how people talk different, say different things about themselves, believe they can do things that they once believed they couldn't. And it's so inspiring. And everybody starts with this, I don't, I don't think I can, or this isn't for me. And then they discover that everything that they doubted they could do, you know, every way that they doubted themselves, they were wrong on and they could do it. And it's so fun to watch. It's very hopeful. So I wish we could watch the reverse of that too, where people that are like, think they're good at everything and these like know-it-all show-off types could like be taken down a peg or two and we could all watch that happen that's yeah right (laughs) because they're also kind of what we tune into reality television for is that the shout and fraud (laughs) thing maybe maybe i don't know i mean i almost feel like i got that i watched myself a few seasons i was like yeah you did but that you're the wrong person that's not the person i want to feel that (laughs) thanks i want johnny Johnny to feel that (laughs) you know and people like him he's a type right totally totally what about you what's your top five i would definitely include learning for sure yes like I can't believe nobody put that unless that's nobody put that. I guess it would fall under hobbies, but no, that's like saying it. Nature gardening falls under hobbies. Like, like, are you serious? Nobody put learning, Sus. No, no country had that in the top five. But for me, it's definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then the usuals, you know, like family, friends. um, Like I do love working stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's just funny that it would vary over even globally. You would think that it would be universal because everyone's always saying how we're all so similar than we are. We're more similar than we are. Is, Are we, though? Are we? (laughs) Um, Not sure anymore. Maybe if in a, like, healthy, self-actualized, like, aware place or something, but, like... Yeah, right. At our low... At our... 
mm, yeah, right. most animalistic, like, default behavior. I don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, I food for thought. interesting. Yeah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I watched this little short documentary on thenewyorker.com. It was um, called The Paint Wizard, and it was about this trans woman who is a house painter. And I saw this. You saw it? Yes. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Okay, what did you think? Well, in a way, I was happy that she had a job, and, and she really cares a lot about her job, and I think it's great that... <laughs> In a town that's so small, she found a niche. Yes. Did I not see all of it? Is there a no, sad no, story? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, it's just that, like, to me it was so remarkable. And I feel like you always read and watch these things, but then you, like, don't think to mention them for some reason. <laughs> I don't oh, know where me? they go right. and you're not. I, know. Yeah. I don't know because it's like, Cause that's why I'm like are you sure you watched it? Because I would have thought you'd bring it up. Because it was, it was remarkable in the sense that, this trans woman yeah. clearly was a trans woman. It wasn't yes. someone who was passing as a uh, cis female. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who you would probably assume is either what they used to call cross-dressing or mm-hmm. uh, transvestite, but is actually a transgender woman. And mm-hmm. so to see her going about her life as a house painter and what that would be like and the damage that it's clearly done to her in terms of like her own identity and how she sees the world. Cause she's very joyful in a way, but she's also very cynical in a way. Yeah. Like remember how like she was dancing in her little trailer home that yeah. she lives in. And there was this sense of like liberation that she had from being herself. But then there was also this, like if she would meet somebody in the store and they would comment on her dress or something she would self-deprecate in a way that didn't feel false. Like, it felt like she was really shitting on herself. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And on, and sometimes would vacillate between identities. 
Like she sometimes would allude to like uh, not being fully a woman. Yes. I noticed yeah. that too. And I almost felt like that in the dress as well, like in what she wore. Why? Because it almost felt like, you know, when little kids, and this is interesting because I, there's a part of me that now in looking back at my memory, I wonder, I have to watch it again because I wonder if I created the visuals. Like if I had been only listen, I might've been only listening to the audio or I like Adam put my phone on speaker yeah. and put it down on the table yeah. and then like go about my business. And I may have been, been like, Ooh, this is a fascinating story. I want to listen to this yeah. and then not seen the video. And then created a memory of what in my head looks like a you know when little kids play dress up and they put like a tutu on over a pair of jeans or something yeah i have that image in my mind is that accurate as to some of the clothing or is that no she was fully dressing as female but um, was this just like a 90s fashion statement of skirts over pants, which we thought was cool for a well, minute? And Maybe I'm not just not remembering that outfit, but my memory is just that she was wearing dresses and stuff. But like because um, she was built like a traditional yeah. man size and stuff, like she mm-hmm. didn't look like, oh, that's a woman. And I feel like in my mind I remember thinking I – support anyone in dressing in a way that feels good for them yeah but as somebody who cares about safety while you're painting on a roof maybe a skirt's not the best thing to wear well, and the footwear was definitely right not. that's what I'm saying. i was like this seems just unsafe a, a workplace attire regardless <laughs> of gender serious worried about workplace I was. that made injuries. me what I th- in my mind I was and like, that is fair because she was fair. not wearing the right shoes for sure no to be sure it was an open toed situation heel <laughs> no. great for yeah. the runway not so much for the ladder the the woman was raised mormon and so yes, i remember this yes. there is that religious self-hatred that is sort of intrinsic <sighs> with people that are on the spect- on the uh, non-binary gender Mm -hmm. spectrum Mm -hmm. um oh she did wear little cat ears which maybe is referring to like that costumey feel that you referred to yeah um okay and she was celebrate she even it said even with tits and vagina she says she knows she's not a girl that's what she said Mm. yeah and then she said she sees herself as the alamo she won't surrender but she won't win which that was an oh. interesting metaphor too. Yeah. Gosh, that is. And it maybe it's a generational a thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I, like, I think so. She was how old would you say? Sixty something. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I should have said that from the start. So she was from a generation where like. Right. This was stigmatized beyond. Right. Even in and a now. community, there's a, a whole bunch of stuff. The location where she lives yeah the religion yeah a whole, deal. whole bunch of things. anyway the paint wizard on newyorker.com it's really worth watching so interesting yeah. really beautifully shot too yeah um okay then last thing in this documentary never-ending nonsense that i am in on disney plus there's a documentary it's not new but it's called the boys and it's about the sherman brothers who wrote a lot of the disney tunes oh yeah like all the mary poppins songs i and- loved um uh the A.J. Novak's portrayal of him, one of the brothers, in the movie 
Mr. Banks that was so good. And if you haven't seen it, oh my God, that's interesting. Uh, they did a good job. Okay, because they wrote Spoonful of Sugar, right? And Mary yeah. Poppins and all that. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, they there. won an Oscar for that too. And then they wrote um, "It's a Small World After All." They, the which, world's you know, catchiest song. Yeah, bores into your head. <laughs> um, but they wrote thousands of Small songs. World, literally, big earworm. Yeah, big earworm. But um, it was really fascinating to see their creative process, how they did it, what what the trick was to writing so quickly all those songs thousands of songs yeah. but but they hated each other that's the thing i can't get over like these guys worked together for 50 years and did such amazing things but they were like they hated is that the other really one. hated each other or was that like part of the act well they don't speak so oh. by the time this was made they are ones in london ones in la and they don't talk they'll huh. see each other like on the red carpet and be like how you doing <laughs> Oh, they don't like each other. No, they don't. It's They're not like brothers. a shtick. They are brothers. Okay. And they well, never liked each other. It's not like they had a falling out. There was no big blowout. It's just like they just clashed. Huh. Something about their tumultuous relationship made for excellent. Do you think that's common? That sort of like forged in uh, fire thing of like the tension <sighs> creates creative juice? Well, I think about I, I, it's hard for me to give examples without naming domestic abusers. What do you mean, though? I mean, like couples that performed. I'm thinking of like um, I don't know. Was Sonny and Cher was he abusive? Uh, that no. Okay, so not him. Uh, but Mike, I try. I Ike think, and Tina. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's the only. Abuse, but no, I feel like there are other examples of this. What about Bobby and Whitney? Did they perform together? Was they abusive? I don't but know. But they were like, creating art together. Right, I mean, right, separately right. they were. Bobby. No, I don't it know. It always I'm comes like, back to those two crazy Yeah, kids. right? I'm like, speaking of Bobby Brown, no. They no. were sort of alluding to it, though, in the documentary that, like, the tension yeah. did grease the wheels. And I just, I don't get that. I've never had a relationship like that. I don't. It would not do that for me. No, me neither. No, I could not imagine not. Maybe it's a I couldn't men imagine thing. working with you and not being like, nope, that's my best friend in the whole entire world. Like, oh, being like, that's so nice. Mad, yeah, what if like, that was our mad? deep secret that we secretly hate each other off the air? <laughs> Please. You could read that. You could feel that, though. But you yeah. can't feel it through music. But you can Maybe feel it not. through interaction. I wonder. Yeah. Well, you know what? What about musicians that... We, we've talked oh, about yeah. bands that have gone to... That's a good point. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. Oasis. <laughs> That's true. Noel they did Gallagher push it a little that, far, that, though. Yeah, that guy's an which, asshole. Maybe it has to be just enough where, like, yeah. it creates that fire in your belly, but then doesn't make you quit the band. Right. Yeah. Better examples. Sibling relationships and... Yeah, and music. That. that is a good one, though. Oasis. Boy, those two. They, they could knock two. it together. Oh, for peace. They, they do make me laugh, though, because they still do it on Twitter. Like, the yeah. one was promoting something of his, and the other one wrote underneath it, boring. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I love that. That is great. I just feel like <laughs> they're both asshole. Like, they both think that yeah. they're... I never... This is going to be a controversial statement. Uh-oh. Don't really like Oasis. Really? That is controversial. Yeah. I'm sure Why? there's a song you can find, but it 
they, seems a little whiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. It I'm is. I'm like, and they, they, they just seem like, and not like this is, this is a reason to not like somebody, but they're just like guys who think that they're real tough. And I'm like, I could fucking be both of you in arm wrestling. Yeah, because, because that is so true of like people that grow up poor always think they're tougher than they are Come just because you were poor. Right. Like yeah. you're working class. We get it. Okay. Yeah. Either that or they go on to be MMA fighters, like the guys from Russia who look like they would do anything to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, that guy killed like 12 people before he was 16. And now he can like rip your head off in one move. (laughs) By the way, I just remembered how whenever Sarah's mom had her accident and then it was like, oh, my gosh, like she's going to have to uproot her whole life or whatever. And I was like, Sarah, we get it. You're the underdog. (laughs) I laugh that about that regularly. So much. Like, so I think mean. about that too. No, it's, it's freaking hilarious. It's because so it funny. does feel like that. Like enough. I you would g- too love to stop this never-ending beatdown I get from the universe. Right. I don't it is know getting, what. It's, it's getting you know, a bit I much. probably murdered somebody in a past life, and this is like payment or some shit and Maybe. that's why i feel like i owe everybody everything i don't know who knows it does it's getting a little okay. ridiculous okay moving on so the sherman brothers documentary the boys on disney plus i like that one um okay how about this little nugget somebody wrote i forget who a quote this is a quote i picked up an encyclopedia volume and found the entry woman a woman can be many things in society, it cheerfully explained, such as doctor, secretary, or teacher. It seemed very weird, a three-page article summing up woman. So I got the M volume off a shelf, and under man, it read C, human being. No, 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 no. I was already about to just yeah. lose it See over also. the definition. So C, men, human just being. so you guys know, men are human beings, and women... Other. Can can maybe be a secretary? <laughs> maybe, maybe. You have three options. Oh <laughs> yeah. my freaking! Go- okay. Oh my gosh! I wish we had that same fucking dictionary. <sighs> I want to oh. look up so many other words. I want to look up feminine. I want to look up female. I know. Oh my god! I I'm sure it was girl. an old encyclopedia. I'm sure it's outdated, but it's still just. But if it, it's it, right, how outdated though? Yeah. <laughs> right. And if it's the one that your parents used and referred to, that yeah. says something about how. It says something about the foundation of knowledge and information that the people who imposed lessons on us believed or had. Mm hmm. It's so disturbing. Cause, so, yeah. <sighs> That was just to make you mad. Yeah, I look at so many things as like an iceberg, right? We see just what's on the surface, but there's so many more layers beneath that. And that I see as one of those like, I don't know, almost like deep layer of like it just hints at something that's that's much more than, oh, yeah, let's make sure women get equal pay. Right. We got there's where it's going to be changing the yeah. stuff that is you at have the to core dismantle the yes. whole thing, the very right. bottom, and and like we're not seeing the full picture of I don't know. Just that reminds me on 
15 minutes of blame for, for our, when we record that. I want, I want to talk about this article I read about Josh Duggar. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. And it's I sort of, to tell me. Yeah. Just what you said just reminds me of that, how, like, what happens when we put, like, that sort of yes. traditional patriarchal system um, on a pedestal and act like it's quaint and oh. heartwarming and right. whatever. But anyway, we'll right. save that for our Patreon. Dangerous. Slash Frank in, oh, which you should check God. out. Yes, fascinating. So because fascinating. yeah, I mean, we do that. We it is our shame, as well as his, for being in that situation. Okay, last thing, I've been meaning to talk to you about this eighty-three-year-old guy who completed. Uh, the 2,190 mile Appalachian Trail. He is Whoa. now the oldest person to have done so, and wow. I just am so impressed with him. He he's a retired it. eye doctor from George. He went from Georgia to Maine on the trail, and um, he had a six pound pack that he carried. It had a tent. Well, uh, shout out to him for just minimal, pa- like excellent packing. Yeah. To get it all into six pounds? Right. He had a tent, Damn. a sleeping bag, and some other gear, and then some food and water. And then he said that... ever get mine under, like, 17. Right. I, I can't. Maybe it's because he's a dude. I don't know. But... It's for those 100 tampons I need. Yeah. He saw bears, and he said wow. mosquitoes dive-bombed and pecked at him, and he said he dreaded the prospect of boulders... And 50-mile-an-hour winds, and he wanted to quit every day, which I could not believe that he said that. Wow. Because don't you—we mythologize these people and yes. think, like, they just have this spirit that we don't have where they want to keep going. And he was like, no, I didn't. I hated it. I think they have the spirit of wanting to see if they can make it through something that they just hate every day and want to accomplish. Don't we yeah. all? Isn't that what life is a little bit? I'm just trying to try and just making our way down this trail— at the to... end of the trail, he was greeted by a man who had the record before him. <gasps> oh, he gave God. him an engraved walking stick, which is so cute. This is adorable. And he did say that 80% of his success came down to mental grit, which is why I you love are. this. That sort of thing that I if, love you, it. if you don't have it, you don't have it. Well, and I think he's, I, I, think he's an example of if you like well not really if you don't use it you lose it but how like keeping it, using it can keep you going well yeah and because you don't he was an eye it. doctor clearly he's someone who values education so i bet he's using his body and his mind in equal parts yes. and that is a wonderful secret to well know. even just i think there's so much involved when you're on a solo hike that mm-hmm. is a puzzle, that is mental, that is like reading a map, orienteering, all that kind of stuff that even when you have a trail, it's still, you can lose the trail, you can get off course, there's different places, like routes to take, there's a lot involved that you'd ha- like would keep you kind of mentally sharp. And I was thinking about, um, you know, th- uh, this is going to sound silly, but maybe it'll make sense after this. But I was, I, I said to myself a little bit ago, I was on a boat, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could still do a backflip. And then I thought, I wonder how old I'm going to be when I can't do a backflip anymore. Like, how long can I keep this going? And then this morning I had this thought, where I was like, okay, I'm going to every single year ask that question. Like, I'm, you know, usually somehow my mom lives in, you know, tropical 
Costa Rica. So I'm usually on a boat at least once a year. There's or a diving board or somewhere where there's the opportunity opportunity to do this. I'm like, I'm gonna videotape myself every single year and go, okay, I'm 35, I can still do a backflip. 36, I can still do a backflip. 37, I can still do a backflip. And just like keep doing that and see like how old. And I was thinking, man, if I set that as a goal, I wonder if it would prolong my ability to do that year after year because now I've set that goal and look forward to that and now my mind thinks well we've got to just keep ourselves in healthy shape so you can do that backflip every year and i think if you set the goal of i want to climb i want to hike this appalachian trail or i want to achieve this and your body naturally like you've told it i live over there and it's like okay i'll drive you that direction mm-hmm. and i don't know just a theory yeah remember when you were here and i did the trampoline trick and then i had yes, a sore and neck and you crushed it oh wait but then i, I had a sore, sore neck, neck and then i thought well, that means I need to do more of them. Because yes. I think what Good happens thought. to a lot of people is, oh, I can't do that anymore. <gasps> you are so I right, Susie. That is the wrong answer. Yes. Because that's why people end up breaking their hips and stuff. I remember reading in this book called Another Day in the Frontal Lobe, where a neurosurgeon was talking about one of the reasons people break their hips when they get older is because they, they stop doing the motion, getting up from the floor. So they recommend putting a mattress just on the floor because then you have to get up that way every day. And then you still this have that mobility. This is so smart. This is great info. We, That's yeah. a small change. And then you think about the cultures that are those blue zone the, the cultures where they live to be statistically right. s- significantly older than other places. And I'm thinking of a lot of cultures where they kind of sleep on mats on the floor. Yeah. Costa Rica, s- floor. Right. Japan, floor. Like mm-hmm. close to the floor. Sitting. You're eating dinner on the floor. Like anything that you see kids wow. do that you don't do, start doing do it. it. Right? Like kids what are on the floor the all other, day. What did we say last, last, last season? Last episode we were talking about story time. Yeah. See? For real. I mean, <coughs> anything I like this. that, kids are doing it for a reason. So yeah. why are you not? Right. Anyway. Naps. Let's it down. Naps, that's true. Diapers. I always say that. Naps. Um, Killer called me. We talked about that. Oh, my gosh. I never know what a date will bring. I have to have weekly safety checks now where I just send the cops (laughs) to knock on Susie's door to make sure she's not been murdered. I know. We'll see how that continues. Told Um, us about the brothers who make songs and how uh, they're not even friends. Yeah. It's sad. But um, they sure made beautiful music, and I'm thankful for them for that. And then you should watch the Woodstock 99 documentary, even though it's disturbing because it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then also the Trans House Painter short film, which was called The Wizard, The Paint Paint Wizard. Wizard. And then um, figure out what top five things bring you meaning and get more of those in your life. Oh, yeah. Let's let's, let's have you guys... Submit it to us. We'll put yeah, one of those. We'll what the hell poll. do you call that on? Yeah, a poll, poll or that yeah. question okay. box. All right, everybody. I love knowing what you guys, what your guys' two thousand like New Year's resolutions, if you had them, were mm-hmm. were great. Yeah, they did. They had good ones. Yeah. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.